Welcome in everyone to another edition, our 10th episode of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Two niggas on the couch. <laughs> uh, it is your co-host, Curtis Sheehan, and to my left, Victor Greenwood, as always. Always. As always. Uh, so glad to be doing our 10th show with you guys. Number 10? 10, number 10. Hey, they say we make it this long. They, <laughs> Spotify is like, eh, we'll give you guys five. We are going to get to the biggest news stories of the day. Tiger Woods accident, of course. Uh, we're going to get to Bobby Shmurda's home. And Jay-Z, as he said, he's a businessman. Not a businessman. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Uh, but, Victor, this is our latest podcast recording. <laughs> it's a little bit after 10 o'clock, almost a, a quarter past 10. A Why are we late? Well, as you know, I do take pictures sometimes, and this was bound to happen. But today was a candlelight vigil for Ahmaud Arbery. It's been one year since his untimely death by the hands of Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, his son, and William Rody Bryant. And it was on Hollywood and Highland at 7.30 tonight, so I had to show up. Pictures will be up probably tomorrow. I'll talk about that later on the show. But yeah, it was just uh, something I felt like I had to go to because it's it's a terrible thing to happen because this man was literally running like how you you ride bikes all the time. Like people, we, we go work out, we do our thing in different neighborhoods in a sense, but you don't think like you're going to be hunted and killed like like he was. And the trial is still still pending, it's still, it's still going on, but it's just like what happened was ridiculous. And it's funny because even Biden talked about it last year during his run, like, oh, this is cold-blooded murder, but Biden ain't saying shit now. So I think it's it's so interesting because we talk about. I'm so glad you went to that, and I'm so glad that um, we're still doing these kind of light vigils and mm-hmm. you know remembering their names. Say I their hate names. that we're doing it though. I, I hate that we're forced to even mm-hmm. to do it. I think we all are, but I do think the one thing that I am. Um, proud of is that we're continuing to do it and not let their names be forgotten because as you said biden hasn't said anything just yet and i think biden is kind of he's trying to toe a line one i think biden what he's trying to do first is like let me take care take care of covid like that's number one that's Mm -hmm. the big thing but i do think as we go back and look at the summer with uh george floyd brianna taylor Mm -hmm. with with many others we're saying like oh black lives matter Everyone was with that slogan. Corporations were with that slogan. Mm-hmm. Some people across the aisle uh, were with that slogan. But now it seems like that's fading, 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 fading. Yep. And you don't. And I think the biggest thing about his case, mm-hmm. uh, which is so interesting, is a lot of people don't even know that those two men that you mentioned, mm-hmm. that father's son, they were walking around free, free mm-hmm. men. They were free men. It wasn't until the video of him being killed was leaked. Not even leaked. Remember, they saw this video, too. That's it right. It wasn't like, oh, the news got it first. Like, nah, someone, I think, I forgot how it goes. Like, the story was like, someone, they saw the video. They knew it was going to happen. They're like, no. And someone said, no, release the video to the public. I guarantee you we'll get, to, we'll get what we're looking for. And they were right because the second the media, second the media got their hands on that, you couldn't. The whole story was just like there's a guy a guy recording all this, like even when, even if you like try to go on their side, like okay they thought this guy was a suspect of some sort. Okay, so why would you shoot him twice and not call the cops? Exactly. Um, and my biggest thing to you that I have to ask is for someone who's been protesting. You've been protesting since probably the start of all this mm-hmm. uh, back in the summer, almost you know, a year, almost a year, late spring, early summer. So I guess my biggest question for you would have to be. Um, what do you want to see done? What do you want to see changed? You're, you're still doing it. I'm, I'm assuming the, the crowds have dwindled in size oh, since we saw, like you said, it was at a dumb location at Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. But we will, all, well, like, I shouldn't say we, but I know for me, a memory that will be burned mm. into my mind is that huge drone footage of people at that same intersection of Hollywood Very and true. Highland uh, doing Black Lives Matter. And I'm, I'm assuming with things slowly starting to reopen, uh, mm-hmm. people going back into work, that we have started to lose that momentum yeah. of Black Lives Matter. And that's sad, especially since we are in this shortest, coldest month of the year that we call Black History. Very true. So what do you want to see moving forward with um, Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd? Like, what do you want to see from not only Biden and the federal government, but from just... Anyone, citizens, like so our, our neighbors, our friends, so our peers. 
It's actually, I I do think the momentum slowed down, which is, it's a LA thing. It's LA. I figured out what happened. Other cities, it's not slowed down at all. Other cities are still out there every single day, like, wilding like that. But the trial is coming up of George, George Floyd, of the cop. I think it's March 8th, if I'm right. And I think the trial itself might bring people back out a little. But what's going to happen is, we already know it's a foregone conclusion, I would assume. The verdict's going to come out. It's not what we're going to want. It's yeah. going to be not guilty right. or something like one charge. The charge we want the most, not guilty. Charge on some like dumb lesser thing. And I do think, I, that's why I, I told someone, I was like, uh, Officer Chavin or former Officer Chavin, like he's about to get the book thrown at him only because they know like, Ew, if we get him not guilty, they're going to riot. Right, and, you know, and they and they're gonna be like sacrifices one person for the better good. Yeah, we're gonna do that for him. And and honestly, I would tell the judge probably like, yo, bro, like this trial is superficial. You're actually going to jail. That's what I want to see. But I truly think deep down, it's gonna be not guilty because that's what we're used to. And I think the processing is gonna start back because as I started a year ago, almost all these all these deaths that we we would we like protest for is hitting anniversaries for us. Yeah. So like it's almost like we're doing we've been doing it for well obviously people with entire lives but like me currently in my current status it's almost been a year because we're hitting a year from George Floyd we're hitting we're hitting Aubrey we hit Aubrey's year like people's names we shouldn't even know about right and I think I do think as society opens back up people are gonna start that's what they want they want us to be busy not focusing on this stuff but then I I do think you will keep. As long as people keep going out there, hitting the street, not even just sharing stories, talking to people, just keeping the story alive, that's all that really matters. And I, I do think the crowds will come back towards the summer because I think people are just like kind of COVID obviously has a big cripple on that right now. But I think when people start to when society opens back up, I think you might see the crowds might go. It won't be ever the big crowds anymore, but you might have like the seven twenty. You might have like fifty, a hundred people there. Also. Right. I'm going to one tomorrow to protest again on Wednesday for Black Lives Matter. So that should be, I'm interested to see how big that's going to be. But I do think the crowds, people might come back. I hope they come back. Please come back. Because it was, when there's, no, when, when there's only 20 people out there, like, it doesn't even feel safe. Like, you don't yeah. feel safe being out there because you're, you're too, you're too, you're, you're big enough a crowd to be a target, but you're too small not to be a target. Yeah. And I think a, another thing is when we saw that these murders happened, this is these are all before the insurrection. Yeah. So this is like, hey, what did these people really do to deserve to be killed? Mm-hmm. And when you look at each individual case and how I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to say political parties, but everyone had an excuse of, oh, well, why was he jogging in that neighborhood? Oh, well, you know, George Floyd was just a crack addict and he was trying to use a fake $20 bill. Oh, Breonna Taylor, you know, her boyfriend was in a gang and, and, and all this stuff. But then you look at the insurrectionist and, oh, they're just fighting for freedom. And it's like, we now have that mm-hmm. view and that scope. And I think Biden needs to be wary of that and say, like, hey, if we really want to talk about Black Lives Matter, which is more than just, in my opinion, it's more than just the physical aspect of one's life. It's mm-hmm. the quality of one's life. It's how one is treated through our justice system and uh, through that all men are created equal that we all, you know, read in our United States Constitution, it goes into that. So I think Biden is going to have to, you know, bring in his Department of Justice mm-hmm. and really take a look at all these cases really as weird. we're still we're still going through what happened January 6th and trying to figure out how are these people like out on bail or how are they like, not suffering? People- I love there's nothing better than me going on Twitter and seeing somebody get arrested for it I think it's amazing like the UCLA kid we've got, we've got, oh we, we're going to talk about that yeah, kid too but, yeah. like, but it's just like I think what it is what I want to see is listen Biden if you ever heard this like you won the election alright that's fine but get the fucking work like I don't we don't have we don't have time like I get it it's COVID it's a big thing but like bro you have a whole ass administration to do stuff like this like you can literally tell somebody hey I'm gonna keep you guys in charge of this. You charge of that. Delegate the fucking power out right. and do more. Because I don't. I also what it is. Not even about me making him do more. He said this shit. It wasn't like we're telling him what you do. Like, bro, you ran. You wanted our vote, and we said you can take our vote, but we want this in return. Right. And exactly. Obviously, I'm not saying he's next day supposed to do it. I'm not gonna be like Sean King out here wilding like that. But like, we want to see more, bro. Like, I hey, look. See more. I'll be the first one to say President Joe Biden. 
you need to do stuff for black America because if it wasn't for black America, especially elder black Americans Mm -hmm. in the South, you would not be the president of the United States. Like, let's keep it 100. Like, you would not be in that position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vice President Harris, like, you guys need to come up with a plan and figure out, okay, what is it that we can really do? Like, stop trying to tell this fucking line. Like, the police have a fucking issue. I'm not saying each officer obsessively, but as a whole, they have an issue. And... Well, I think not to go too deep into politics, but, you know, like I look at it as you look at Arizona, you look at Georgia, Mm -hmm. you look at these states that were mostly Republican that lost that are now trying to figure out how they can change their voting system. So so all this stuff. So like if you look at John Lewis, who we celebrated his birthday this past Sunday and the remarkable life that Mm -hmm. that man led. Good trouble. you, You know, good trouble, necessary trouble. You look at what he did. You need to bring back the Civil Rights Act. You need to bring back that law and say, "Hey, or you need to like re up it." Like, no, we we need to stop all this from like from the jump. Like, hey, a voting rights act. Yeah, it's like you guys cannot do this, and that goes back to the point that I saw, which was, are Southern states really red states, or are Southern states just really good at suppressing the black vote? And I think that's a very interesting Ooh. topic that we can dive into next, next time. time. Next, next time. time. Next time, not for to, sure. Next time, like, not to get too into it. That that's good. Yeah, I like that. it really is. It's like, if you have a state like Georgia, and I'll leave it at this, you have a state like Georgia, mm-hmm. then you have a state like Atlanta, which is a metropolis, and it's mostly African-Americans, you know that there's a lot of African-Americans in that state. Yeah. How are they not getting out to vote? And that can go to the other side, which is, do black people vote? Well, how many black people are voting for Democratic candidates? Very which true. is something that could come up uh, later at a later topic years, date. Yeah. But no, the, the big news story today was obviously uh, Tiger Woods got mm-hmm. into a single car crash in the Southern, they kept saying the Southern California, uh, but he was in Rancho, like Rancho Palos Verdes. Because um, well, they don't, they only use certain names because they don't want, if you're in, like, in New York, they're like, where the fuck is that? Oh, LA. All right. Yeah, exactly. Because so I was going to say, like, I think Rancho where he was, where he got into the accident is still LA County. Uh, but we did get a statement. By, yeah, because uh, the sheriffs were there. Big yeah, the sheriffs were there. Yeah. yeah, had to be LA County. But we got a statement from Tiger Woods, and uh, they doctors say that he is awake and he is conscious. Uh, th- I think the first thing that people thought of is car crash, jaws of life to get him out. Had to get him out through the front windshield. Um, I think the first thought wasn't even about golf. I think the first, at least for me, that popped in my mind was. Kobe like that was the first thing you know when Kobe passed it was you know kind of around the same time and and I'm like accident sort of kind of like this but more tragic Um, and I think all of us kind of said oh my god like life can change in an instance like he was he was just golfing with D Wade Mm -hmm. yesterday and then now all of a sudden he's in a car crash and he had they had to follow him to the hospital with the like jaws of light, get him out and then go immediately to the hospital. So uh, what are your what are your thoughts on Tiger Woods? So I had my citizen that went off on me and then it was like Tiger Woods in the car collision. I was like, wait, what? And I was just like, what the fuck? And then like and the second one came on was like Tiger Woods at the hospital. I was like, what? It's funny. I'm not gonna, my first thought was like. Oh shit! I put a bet on him for the Masters. Tough, but like, it didn't show. It showed a car accident. It didn't say. I didn't see how bad it was. It just said car accident. But you know when celebrities get the fucking car accidents, like it could be like a fucking dumbass fender bender, and no talk all about it. So that's what I thought it was. And then like I saw. And then I, I go in my break room, and I saw how bored the media was following the fucking wreckage of the car. Why? I don't. I don't think they were bored. I think this is like a, a story that you do not know what's going to happen. Yeah, but why would you need to follow tow trucks with a fucking car? I mean, I, I think I think because they think someone's going to try to steal that fucking car and like sell it pieces. No, I think it's you want as much footage as you can just in case something were to happen untimely. And I, I think the biggest thing is as we, we're reading more about this in live time and how he has lower uh, leg extremity uh, injuries. Compound, he's a uh, crush, crush injuries. Yeah, tibula and his ankles. And I think the biggest thing about this for Tiger is it went from, okay, is he going to make it? Okay, is he going to play again to now? Is he even going to walk again? I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like when you have a CNN or an ESPN that breaks into their normally scheduled programming and like follows it. It's like because you're getting up to the minute uh you know, reports on what mm-hmm. is going on. And when it's like, we don't know. Like, we just don't know. And I think in, in that situation, once, I mean, I don't know when it was first reported, but like, okay, it was just single, 
same way injury. It was like around like one. Seven. I, I thought it was seven thirty. Although morning. it was seven thirty this morning, but then no people don't really know what's going on until like a few right. hours afterwards. And then like, you have to verify it. Cause exactly. Because that's, that's a big person to fuck up. Exactly. Well not, well, not only that, but it's just like the person I was thinking of when I think of Kobe, you know, Kobe's passing mm-hmm. is Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. Because when reports first came out, I was like, oh right. my God, Rick Fox was in the helicopter yeah, with yeah. him. And it's like, can you imagine if you're Rick Fox and number one, like one of your like friends mm-hmm. is, is dying. And not only that, but you're seeing the world react in real time. To people thinking that sure you're no longer wicked. here, and yeah. you're, probably, you're probably like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. So you don't want to like go through any of that either. Uh-huh. So uh, the biggest thing for me is you know Tiger Woods, uh, not even as a great golfer as he is, but just as a human being. We saw the competition he was in with his I son hope he Max. Just, I hope he gets through this. I hope he can walk. We'll we'll see. I'm, he's alert, so that's all that matters like, at the end of the day. Because that car was crushed. Yeah, that and car was not supposedly, looking good. It's like a speed issue on that fucking track. Like they're like. Yeah, the cars come like so. Y'all knows is a problem, and you guys left it like this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure now because it's Tiger Woods, they're gonna try to do something to slow to, to fix that. Yeah, supposedly it's like they have access there all the time. <laughs> the sheriff was like, "Oh, we always have access here." I'm like, so you guys know this is a problem for driving, and you still haven't fixed it yet. Like, put a fucking speed bump there or something. Like, exactly. Because I guess it goes down a hill. And it slopes and it slides. So, like, if you're coming down there, you're gunning it, you can lose control real quick. And I've only been to that area a couple of times. Whenever I think of it, I think of it's, oh, South Bay. Like, it's yeah. part of the South Bay. And I think I've only been to that area, like Rancho, you know, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that area is not fun because you do go up some hills. Like, yeah. it's some tight corners up there. But, Tiger, we've seen you our whole lives. We know that you are a fighter. Uh, we know that you will get through this. And we are just wishing you all the best. Um, moving on and changing subjects, Victor. Yes, someone who just got released from different circumstances, <laughs> not the hospital, uh, is Bobby Schmurda. Hey, now Bobby Schmurda was in jail for six years. Mm-hmm. He had multiple paroles denied. Yeah. So my question to you is: Give our listeners mm-hmm. the backstory, the history, and how you're feeling about Bobby Schmurda coming home. Listen. Real, real nigga shit. Like he, he did his time. He didn't snitch. He, however, I'm not gonna say like he didn't go to jail for no reason. <laughs> like it wasn't like it's not like I think we need to get away from this fucking that bullshit. How, yo, free my homie, little smoke. Like, oh, what do you do? Oh, he smoked someone. Like, what? The <laughs> fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, doing his time. You know like, what I'm saying? He's doing what the fuck he like. If you ain't got fucking time, don't do the fucking crime, bro. Like, like I, I get you. It's you, people are gonna be like, what about the like? Shut the fuck about the circumstances, bro. Like everybody's best person. Like, you don't have to fucking go out to all this wild shit. Like, right. But however, his. But that's why I think now that he's officially out of jail, we can finally have a discussion. Is hot nigga one of the realest rap songs ever fucking written and performed? Because literally, this song was so real. It got him six years in jail. So Bobby Schmurter went to jail uh, for seven years for conspiracy and weapons possessions. Mm-hmm. Now, I just looked this up because I wanted to get it. It says on here that he's 26 years old. Yeah. So you think he went to jail when he was 19 or 20 years old. Give or take, yeah. Like that, I mean, that's a crazy time to be missing out on your life. And then not only that, it's a crazy time to be coming back into the world. And uh, six years ago, I wasn't even a college graduate yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I wouldn't even know what the fuck. You you think about where we were as a country six? Like, this is before Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like pan- he, this is before pandemic. He went to jail and came out. And think about this: he only did six years. There's niggas that are doing thirty or forty that are getting out after their thirty-four year stint. Like, the whole world changed. Yeah. And it's like, but the only thing is, like, you can always say like people because Bobby, what Bobby did was that real? Because what he did was he could have had shorter time. But then his boy Rowdy would have got more. So he said, nah, give me seven, give him seven. And they were like, we'll do that, but you're taking seven. He's like, all right. And then he did it. So that, that for the street, for street niggas, like, all right, he did it. Like, he did his thing. However, this motherfucker, that song, like, that's not like broad daylight, the shit's about to pop. Like, he's, <laughs> like, I looked up the story. Like, literally, there's a whole catalog of articles that talk about every single line. And link it to these people, to his group of people. So it's oh, like, wow. so the, they were really, the, the, his GS9 was known for shooting in the sky in broad daylight. So it's like, why the fuck would you want to sort that out in the street anyways? Right. So clearly you don't fucking care about freedom. So take your ass to jail. I mean, I think the one, the first person I thought of when I, when I heard that he was getting out is one black yeah. man is getting out of 
this. No, he did, that's why I, I, he did his time. He's gonna re-enter society. Hopefully, mm-hmm. as a better man. He, he's still not thirty, so it's like, hey, like I'm I'm about to be thirty two, and there's a lot of things I've learned from year thirty to year thirty two. I can only imagine, imagine, you know, if I had to sit for seven years in, you know, prison. I had no freedom to go out. But at Rikers Island, too. at Rikers, uh, so the the first person I thought of is man, it's a lot of death in the show. Is uh, Pop Smoke. Cause I'm like at at Dude, least he was so at least out. like because you look at Bobby, it's like you did seven years in jail, and you're coming out, but you're still coming out as far as you know healthy. Yeah, you know we saw he came out on a private jet. Cool. He had some he's girls like, waiting for him. He got his boys ooh, waiting for him. Hey, I mean I'm not gonna go that far, but he had like Quavo. Hey, six years like, in prison, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Quavo, like Quavo was waiting. Not Quavo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Quavo was, was waiting, waiting on him. Yeah. yeah, but you look at Possum and be like, damn. First off, like, actually, it's funny if you look at. When Quavo took a, like a picture of Quavo and Bob back in the day, Quavo was still he was they weren't what they are now. Like he did, he had the like you look at his the glow up for the change. Like dude, like that's when you went into jail. When these fools, the Migos were barely just like just three dudes that were rapping. Three dudes from Atlanta. And Offset no was probably saying. in jail at the time too. And so it's like, and now these fools are one of the biggest rap groups in the world. Yeah, and it's crazy how much time it was like, but. End of the day, listen, I have my arguments about free niggas and shit like that, but if you do your time, then do your time, stay the fuck out of trouble. Make the streets safe for everybody else. Right, right. And the thing with Bobby is like, look, man, like, this is a not even a second chance, like second, third, fourth chance. Oh, they're like, going to be on his ass. Yeah, oh, definitely. Right. And like, I, I would love to know the conditions of his parole because it's like, hey, bro. Well, I don't know, because he, he, did, he, did, he did his time, so he's not really he, he did most of his time. Okay. I, I think he had, first of all, the charges they were throwing at him, these fools were throwing fucking... Years at them, right? And some of the niggas like Mitch caught a body. Mitch is in jail for murder right now. <laughs> a lot of their homies got caught up with murder, so like it ain't a game. Like for these, it's not a game. It's, not, it's it's crazy too that we're talking about because like over the weekend, a video shoot. Oh yeah, got with shot Roddy up. Rich, like get shot up, and he tweeted out like I'm good, like no one shot at me, like I wasn't yeah. there, I wasn't present, but it's just like oh my god, like this, all this is going man, on right the now. Streets, the streets, fucking, they, the streets want to eat, the streets gonna eat, bro. But I mean, it's so crazy to think like we started this podcast talking about mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, and then here we go into like oh my god, can you believe that mm-hmm. you know Pop Smoke is no longer here? Can you believe that Roddy Rich was at this video shoot? He might have been shot. It's like yo, like what are we doing? And it's just it's not you know Bobby Smart mm-hmm. as we've said multiple times he did his time he's getting out but this is a chance for you to now really take a step back and look at your life and be like i don't want to do this no more that's what that's what you would hope someone comes out with i think we'll see now with bobby's murder like he's a different position because he's coming out and he's not just some regular ass nigga that was a street nigga like this fool's coming out and he has a deal already Epic wants their money back to sign before. They're like, all right, bro, you out of jail. Okay, take take a few weeks off. And get your ass back. He's got the he's got their money for it. Fuller, Fuller give me your money. He's coming out with opportunity, right. which is what it was ironic because when you come out of prison, you get none of that. Right. And, and he's gonna. That's why people get. That's why people get more mad at celebrities. Like you squandered that shit away, bro. Like the world was. First of all, there's no one hotter than you right now in New York. Like you literally came back into New York and you did every you you you, you fucking. Held down, took the time. You took more time for your homie. You didn't snitch on nobody. Won't say about his name. Like these rats out here. And it's like, bro, you did everything street niggas supposed to do. Now you're gonna come home and you fucking take over the world. Well, it's so crazy because like I wanted to say his name, but I'm, I'm you, 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 you didn't say his name. So I'm like, you look at him still causing problems with Meek Mill. Still fucking causing problems. Bro. Causing like, problems where he's just like up in his face with the video like, camera. For like for what? Like, like you're not gonna do nothing. To the, it's like okay, like you of all people should not be running up into like, people's faces. Like people just want to talk all that shit. So they get fucked up. Like. It's what it is. Well, it's crazy because he ran up on Meek Mill, and I had no idea what you know he was talking about. It was mm-hmm. at a club. They waited for each other. Well, you or something. hear the words? I, I don't. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. But I, the, I, I mean, I really don't. I, I don't want to yeah. weigh down myself in Black History Month with that <laughs> black ignorance. But um, the one thing I will say is mm-hmm. Meek Mill. Like I heard his words. Uh, about Kobe and the lyrics he had about Kobe. Oh, well, no, you, yeah. okay. What, give me your thoughts because Vanessa Bryant came out after she heard the lyrics that uh, Meek Mill said about Kobe, which was uh, "I'm gonna I'm let a, the chopper go down with my chopper like Kobe." Right. I mean, which is just really insensitive. But what, what are your thoughts? All right. On that? So when it comes, so Meek is a battle rapper, and all they care about are witty punchlines that kill the crowd, and that's what he did on, unfortunately, and. 
ultimately, like you, you can't tell Vanessa how to fucking feel about something because that's literally her husband, her love of her life. Like, if she feels one way about it and she wants to say anything about it, I think she's really the only person who really has the right to say anything. Yep. As fans, we can have our problems. Like, you shouldn't have said that shit. But ultimately, that's not up to us. That's up to only his wife and his family and Meek. And Meek already, Meek already apologized to her. But I do think what happened was, like, he just... It was it was really disrespectful, but ultimately, how you said earlier, like it ain't my problem. Like that's not like it is what it is. Like rappers say wild shit all the time. You know what I mean? I mean that's true, and I think like I saw it on Twitter where people were saying that like this is not the first time someone referenced yeah, a Kobe someone. like death, mm-hmm. where it's like you gonna end up like with Kobe or something like that. Not meaning to say it mm-hmm. like as disrespect to Kobe or the the remaining Bryant family, mm-hmm. but just rappers trying to be like cool and come just, with those just witty punchlines. Like they want yeah. they want they want to kill this nigga, so they're gonna say some dumb shit like. Go down my chopper like Kobe. Yeah. Obviously, it's like, bro, like it's only been a year. It's only been, been a year. Yeah. And it's, but also, what it, people freaking yeah, remember is like, you can say anybody, anybody, but depending on the stature of that person, that's what's gonna happen to you. So like, Kobe's the top of the list. Like you know what I mean? Kobe's like you call it a one. Like he's up there. Say you say his name, it's gonna spread. You talk about Beyonce, it's gonna spread. Yeah. You talk about like, Coolio. No one's gonna give a fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, no one's gonna give a fuck. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on the level of celebrity that person is, that's the reaction you're gonna get. Yeah. So that's what he was, that's what he did. So he subconsciously, like, first off, he said that rap in a room full of people, and no one was like, like you shouldn't have said that, that, bro. Yeah. Also, it could, be, it could be all fucking yes men around him. But it's just like, when he, when he, when he wrote that or when he said that shit, he, he was probably like, ooh, that shit was, that shit was, that shit was hard as fuck. And he probably thought it was, and I guess in a sense it could be, but it's disrespectful. It funny. could be like if, and please don't judge me for this terrible lyric, but it could be like if Meek Mill said, like, I'm going to empty the clip on the strip, now you just see it's like Tupac or something like that. I don't think people... That'd be, that'd be hard as fuck. But people wouldn't be like, oh my God, like, he did... But it's like, that's how Tupac died, and I don't think anyone would be like, oh, you know, he should apologize. Did you just have that ready to go at all? I just thought of it, man. Yeah, dude. You just died. Yeah, shit. Right? No, bro. Yeah, bro. So it's funny, y'all. Uh, this is our 10th episode, and our mixtape's coming oh, out next yeah, episode. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> I ain't got no bars. Uh, yeah, but you no. spit that whole line just now. Dude, I, I was shit. thinking about because I was like, who could he really say that? Like, Did you say you emptied the clip, you on the strip, you're going to die like Tupac? Like, if he said, like, I'm going to empty the clip on the strip, now you did like Tupac or something like that. Because that would be the connotation. It's like, that's yeah. how Tupac died. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, name how other rappers died because that's just sad. We have too much Take death. Take a shot. <laughs> we have too much. <laughs> there you go. We have too much death in this show already. Jeez. Honestly. Some, some uplifting black news. Speaking of rappers, I mean, Jay-Z. Jeez. Hey, ho. Come on, man. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. 100%. Jay-Z, he, uh, according to reports, Jay-Z has sold 50% of his champagne brand, uh, Ace of Spades. Uh, now, Jay-Z uh, reportedly bought the company in 2014 mm-hmm. for $30 million. Jay-Z increased That's annual sales. Change. That was from, nothing. I know, but he, he increased annual sales from 60K to 500K in 2019. It costs $13 to make, but sells for $225 at wholesale. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I like to drink. I like my alcohol. I don't like champagne. Mm-hmm. It gives me a headache. I don't like it. Have you ever, because I'll tell you right now, no, I have not. Have you ever had Ace of Spades? It's fine. I'm not a big champagne person, but I think it's one of those things that, like, when you drink it, it's like the ambiance. It's like you see the rappers doing it, like, all right, I want this shit too. Then you drink, drink it, you're like, why the fuck am I buying? So this you bullshit? you spent two hundred twenty five dollars and bought a bottle. Wait, of Ace who of said Spades. I spent that shit? Okay, when did you have? It? I need to hear the backstory to this because I never had it and I never seen you have it in the club. What club were you at? Yeah, Ace Spades. Yeah, I don't. You know people, bro, in Vegas, dog. What club were you at in Vegas? What's excess? What? Who were you with? You were just out there with Lil John? Why are you asking all these goddamn questions? I don't know, man, because I don't know. You just, bro, because I be running. Listen, it, I used to run the right circles sometimes, bro. Oh, like, did you really? No, 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 about 50%, though, right? Who? Henny. <laughs> Henny gang. Henny, Henny was like, how can we make even more money off the black community? You know what? what you know, Ace Spades. People were talking for the past few months, like, yo, because the, the food runs Hennessy, he's kind of friends with Trump, and they're kind of like, should we boycott them? I think this this recent purchase says that like, you know what we're all in with them now. This is this is how they make right with the black. This is how they make right. You hey, if they if they if you had a spear campaign against them right now and they're like no we're gonna we're gonna help out Jay Z, 
that would change everything. Well, now it's interesting you say that because if Hennessy is like that, the makers of it, why wouldn't a Jay, not Jay-Z, but because he just sold it, but how many other rappers or actors or black entertainers are there with their hands in champagne? Because we saw, who was it? Nick Jonas, not Nick Jonas. It was Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, tequila. tequila, like George Clooney has Casamigos. Like, you heard a story about Casamigos? No. So he made it specifically for like him and like a few of his friends. Like he only wanted a certain amount for his friends, but then like the way the rules work and, and for tequila, like after you make a certain amount, you'd like, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, I want one bottle. It can't be like a private reserve. It's like, yeah, no, you so like, you have to start making more. And then he just said, all right, we'll start making more. And then that shit fucking blew the fuck up. And now it's, it's on top shelves at every like, well, it's, and you got like bars. by one of the biggest tequila makers, uh, conglomerates in the world. Oh, really? And, and that's why like he, George Clooney made money off George Clooney, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan. No, I, Holla I, I at me. That shit is, I like Cosmigos. Cosmigos is good. Cosmigos it's smooth. Really, it's really smooth. And you know what's crazy to me is shout out to my personal trainer, Daniela. Mm-hmm. Tequila is the only thing I can have. Oh, yeah, because less calories. I gave up carbs for Lent, as we talked about last episode. Are you a burger right now? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> asshole. Had that broccoli and them sweet potatoes. And, that shit was fire. Hey, I did have that beef, though, that beef ribs. Those were good. I, yeah, I got pat myself good. on the back. But it was. she told me you can only have tequila. You can only have it straight, on the rocks, yeah. sparkling water. Ugh. Or with lime juice. Don't drink sparkling water. That's the only thing I can so have. No, no Uncle Nearest? No Uncle Nearest, bro. Yeah, but tequila has at least... I found that out years ago. At least my calories. So if y'all listen to this show and you just happen to have an extra bottle of Casamigos, Migos... Just pass that shit through. Hey, pass it to your homie on the left-hand but side. Shout out to Henny. <laughs> shout out to Henny. Uh, but speaking of uh, big money deals, uh, that we have to do some more investigation as you know, we congratulate mm. Jay-Z. Uh Fernando Tatis Jr. El Nino. El Nino last show, started last show. I was so pumped and so excited because, you know, the Padres made this big deal, small market team. Mm -hmm. And then someone at work told me, oh, you have to look more into his contract. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, because he's going to owe a company some money. I was like, what are you talking about? So Fernando Tatis Jr. signed up for a company called Big League Advance, BLA. Now, what they do is... They will go, you know, minor league baseball yeah. players. I don't know if you know this. They make pe- peanuts. They make peanut shells. They don't make a lot. So what they do is they will go up to a prospect, minor league player, and then say, hey, we will give you X amount of cash, yeah. usually in the six-figure range. We will give you this much money, but you're going to owe us money when you strike your big deal. Which is they're assuming because they're, they're picking the best player. Exactly. Now, here's the thing I read about big league advance. If you take the money and you don't ever sign that big league deal, they don't ask for their money back. So they're only putting money in perspective, like prospects who they think, oh, this person is for sure going to make it. I would ask, like, how many times they get that money and they get returns? I mean, that's that's well, obviously I think because that story just broke recently. I think we're going to start looking. People are going to start looking into that now. Like, how many people have they paid now? Because. This shit is fucking grimy as fuck. So I want to read this. This is reported by the San Diego Union Tribune. So for every $50,000 advance to a player, he gives up 1% of his future big league earnings. The player owes the company nothing if he never plays in the majors. If Tatis chose the maximum 500000 which is what they could give you, and uh, big league advance does not disclose the particulars of his arrangement, his deal would put $34 million into BLA's coffers over the next 14 years. Now, endorsements are not included in the contracts, mm-hmm. leaving Tatis and his agents to pocket the earnings from his deals with the likes of Gatorade, Adidas, and BMW. Which you he said has $34 million over 14 years or every year? No, $34 million over 14 years uh, if he took the $500,000. But we don't know what he took. We don't know what he took. Because they want to disclose it because they know they want to disclose it. From what I read is they said he would owe $27 million. He would owe twenty seven million to this company, but if you think about it, like this actually is a pretty smart way for both teams to get what they want. If you're a minor league player and you do make it, the only problem is like this is a big deal where we know Fernando Tatis is gonna make some money on the back end of his career. I was looking at some of his, his contracts where he doesn't make over. I say this, he doesn't make over fifteen million mm-hmm. until I believe twenty twenty four. I think next year it's a million dollars. After that, it's five million. And then after that, it's seven million. And then it jumps so the to back fifteen. Up right. So it's like it's fifteen, and it hits twenty, then it hits twenty four, and then it hits thirty four, thirty four, thirty four, thirty four. He 34 just million. made this company 
on, and then I was reading that article is like Major League Baseball don't really fuck with these fools, huh? I mean, they don't. I mean, you have to think. They, but, they were like saying how like they kind of tell them, <clears throat> they try to tell like, hey, don't kind of deal with them because these little stipulations don't make any sense because if like this fool has to pay 24, possibly, we don't know the number exactly, but like, $24 million of your money is going to them because they gave you $250,000. Like, right, exactly. How does that make any sense? Like, well, It's like if you had a credit card and you bought a TV for a thousand dollars, like, all right, that's cool. Give us a hundred grand for it. It's like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? It, it's, it's almost like a loan shark, but it is like, if it's, it's definitely a loan you shark. Know, it is. It's a legal you, loan shark. If you think about it, like, Fernando Tatis Jr., like, I don't know his living situation, just know his dad was in the majors and from reading uh, some stories about him, he did play on some traveling teams within Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was a great player, obviously. But not everyone has that that lifestyle. So if you're a player shit from not just Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico or mm-hmm. Venezuela, if you're someone from Compton or like Southside Chicago and you're like, wait, I can make $500,000 and all I got to do is bet on myself? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, like, that's why, like, this is, I really would, I hope someone does the investigative reporting into that thing and like, It'll probably take a oh, year it's coming soon. I think it's like, coming like, soon. Like a good year or two, they're going to go into it because, like, also, I'm pretty sure the IRS is going to look into this now. Like, all right, what are y'all doing? With this? Like, this there's no like it's it's legal loan sharking, like, right? Nothing other words. And then also, the fool that runs is a former fucking baseball player. Yeah, yeah. So he he, probably, he, probably he, knew. he didn't make. I don't think he made the majors ever. He was a former minor league. I was like. This motherfucker was crap, and now he's taking money from everybody else. That's fucked up. But he's probably thinking, if I were a minor league player, we didn't have a lot. We didn't yeah. have much. Like I've heard stories about, I think it was uh, David Price, pitcher now for the Dodgers, who at the time, he went to Vanderbilt, graduated. He was leaving, like living in his car, yeah. like had to figure out how he could do laundry, like all that stuff. They, these guys in the ma- the minors don't get paid a lot. So if someone says, let's not even say 500000 because that, that's a mm-hmm. lot just for but like, I get- an American salary. But let's say you're in the, the minors for... What like three to four years? It's a while, right? It, it's a it's a while, and someone's like, "All right, here's a hundred thousand, and I have a hundred thousand over the scope of four years, so I have an extra twenty five thousand a year." Like, yeah, like, that's even out. like even that's like okay, I can afford can, like you, a one you can bedroom. Help someone else out for you, right? But I just think it's like, why the fuck? Like five hundred thousand dollars, say the maximum. I gotta pay you thirty five million dollars. That doesn't make any possible sense. Yeah, like, yeah, whatsoever. Like. It's one thing. It's like Curtis. Like, if I, if I, if you, I borrow money from you, or you, I borrow from me. I was like, yo, bro, here's a thousand dollars. All right, bro, I'm gonna need twenty k. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what yeah. Like, 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 I would love to hear that dude in a fucking interview with somebody, a good interviewer, and be like, so how do you think it's fair to take that much money from someone? Right, and I think the crazy thing too is like we're not gonna hear this from any player. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's funny because Francisco Mejia, a former catcher for the Padres actually sued Big League Advance. Oh, yeah. And then, like, then he withdrew it. Like, he came out and said, I think he said, quote, like, no, they've been very good to me. So I'm like, someone... They had something going on. Yo, someone got into your ear real quick and was like, hey, like, squash this right now. They had something going on. But you're never... I don't think you're going to hear it from Tatis or any other, like, major league player. You're you're never going to hear them flip. I do think Tatis just put a giant light on them that they don't want. It's either going to be good or bad. (laughs) I, I don't think they don't want that because then... Like you're gonna have people talking like in MLB, like why are you letting this player get get abused like this? Like why why is this allowed? And then right. you're, gonna have, you're gonna have like MLB union. You're gonna like, have like behind behind closed door stuff, and then you might even have the union might come out and be like, no one can sign with you guys ever again. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I think like that, but depending on how much money they have, they're gonna be start they're gonna start lobbying executives to help them out because that's a lot of money, like thirty five million dollars. Maybe like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, and can you imagine if they try to sue him for this shit? Oh my god, yeah. Like he was like, no, I'm not paying it. I'll pay you. Like honestly, I'm like, yo, bro, here's five million dollars. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> well, uh, I do want to switch gears yes. because we got to talk about some bad news that's going on like right now in LA. The Lakers, bro, this losing streak the Lakers are on, and now they got to go to Utah and play probably the hottest team in the Western Conference. Dude, the what, Lakers. Like, is Anthony Davis like we you know Kevin Atkins who's not here who was like oh Anthony Davis owes me an injury you know gonna give he us one owe me five minutes too <laughs> yeah like it, it's crazy when you look at it because now it's like the Lakers we all thought now LeBron's gonna carry this team 
80 supporting. We'll yeah. wait till 80 like comes back and gets healthy. But you lose in overtime to the Wizards, and we've already after seen, you were up by 17. But we've already seen how many games the Lakers have played in overtime and against bad teams. Dude, like I'm starting to really like, I'm like my, my confidence is not wavering, but it's a little it's a little shaky. <laughs> it was like I just I don't like seeing LeBron play these long minutes, and it's something I don't understand why players that play with all great players, like all star players. Whoever the fuck plays with them, they're not equally like an all-star or a star player. They do the same fucking thing. They stand there and look. It's like, nigga, you're not a fucking fan. Right, right, right. If I was playing, if they pull a heel play today, I'm going to stand there because I'm a fucking fan. You are a professional basketball player. Right. You see this nigga in practice. You see this nigga all the fucking time. You're on a fucking plane ride with him. Exactly. Admire him then. Yeah. You know, admire him on the fucking player or, or the fucking bus. But when you're on the fucking court and LeBron's bringing the fucking ball up on the wing and he's looking for somebody to pass to and you're standing on the other side of the fucking court and he's having a fucking double team, how about you just fucking move up a little or maybe yeah. run around somewhere? Yeah. Do something. Like, go for the ball or even fucking... I'm not saying do this with LeBron, example, but like, let's say your all-star player has the ball and you're like, yo, fuck, give me the ball. I'll bring it up. Go get set up. Like, right. Go let him, go let give him a fucking break. Like, but we know LeBron was ball last minute. I get that part. But it's like Caruso, he was doing stuff. Like he missed a fucking he missed a shot, but he is also Caruso, so we weren't expecting him. But I really feel like Caruso could hit that shit. He just needs more confidence in himself. Right. I don't think he's used to playing late. But like I get AD's not there right now. That's a big part of our team. That's right. what, 20 and 10 pretty much? But I think the biggest thing with the Lakers is, like, you're also expecting other people to step up. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, like, you know, don't admire these people on the court. Like, you're part of it. Like, mm-hmm. that, I think of the Nets. Because that's what Kevin Durant basically told Joe Harris. He's like, bro, you're in the starting five for a reason. Like, yeah, you actually got to do something. So, you bring it back to the Lakers. When everyone talk about, oh, my God, the Lakers won free agency. Like, they upgraded. Like, okay, you get Montrez. Yep. That, like, you get rid of Dwight. Okay, boom. Okay, Rondo left, but you get Dennis Schroeder. Like, okay, boom. Like, the Lakers. Oh, make- yeah, and Schroeder's out right now, too. So, right. That, that's, like. That's a big thing with his defense. I don't. I, I, just, I just. I hate when they say, like, oh, you're down one player, so you're devastated. Like, you guys are fucking professionals. Fucking make up the points. Right, and I think. But the biggest question is, like, who's going to be that guy? Like, you could have, like, the Nets are a super team right now because it's like, dang, like. Nah, they're past super team, bro. They're, like, they're like, like, like Kyrie. They, they're the Avengers, bro. Kyrie, like, Kyrie and KD can not play, and James Harden can come back and rally his team to beat a Suns, a good Suns team. But you look at the Lakers, and it's like, yo, LeBron, who, he's tired. He's so, he, well, you can look at him and tell he's exhausted. He said in that post game, I don't get tired, but it's like, we can tell that you're, like, getting fatigued, which is understandable for someone at his age. He but shouldn't it's like, be playing that many minutes. He shouldn't, but then it's like, you know who else shouldn't be playing a lot of minutes late? Like, Marcus Hall. Why is Montrez on the game late? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you want to put veterans in, which I understand, like, you want to put a Wesley Matthews in. Like, I get that. But you're gonna need people to step up, and you're gonna need fresh legs. Like you also, got- Tht should be out there. Alex Caruso should be out there more. Montrez should be out there more. Like let those guys play. And let the vets mm-hmm. like. Because do you really care about seating? So that's comes- why. I remember we were talking about that what episode four like that. Yeah. We're like that's crazy. We can say it now. We can say episode. <laughs> we think about the past yeah, way now. way back. Way back. But like it's like again, I told you like I don't think they personally care about the seating. Like you shouldn't. However, I didn't say go lose fucking four out of five. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. losing four out of five like. We could lose. Okay, let's say these last four games, they would have won two and lost two. All right, that's fine. Not a big key, but losing three in a row. Like, yeah, that's and a big then deal. all these overtime games that for games that we shouldn't be in overtime in with these teams. Like, yeah. we should have been. That's in, like the Wizards. I do think the Wizards don't get enough like credit because like they do have two good ass fucking players. Oh yeah, they got the NBA Jam. You know, it's like oh wow, you know Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill. That's yeah. a good NBA Jam combo. Exactly, but like it's just like it's fucking frustrating as fuck. And now that we waive Quinn Cook, yeah, we have I believe so. The like I reading about like their salary cap problem. They have a hard cap, so they can't even go over it. They're like, right, right. So it was, it's pretty said Hard cap means you cannot spend a single fucking penny over that number. And we are hitting that number. We're <laughs> tasting it, touching it. Yeah. So everybody was saying Cousins. I prefer. I personally wanted Cousins back, but it's looking like Lakers are not going for Cousins. It seems like they're just gonna wait. For potential other bios, yeah, I don't think the, I, obviously Draymond, no, not Draymond, Drummond, Drummond yeah. might be out there. But Blake he's, Griffin, he's, they're too expensive, right? Like, no fucking way. Can you make a trade for like you need a third score? So can you make a trade for? I'm thinking Zach Levine. That's so like, they were saying the only, the, Lakers. the only player the Lakers might 
a tip of trade for would be like a Bradley Beal, but it'll cost you too much. It'll cost too much, and the Lakers don't really have that much to give, so it's like it's just though just salary wise alone, like it will take too much. And not only that, but like it always is crazy to say that we're still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. so we still got to figure things out because the Spurs aren't playing games right now. Like there are still dude, games being canceled. Do not even so, start it, but that, but, no, fucking... but think about it. We're about to hit the All Star break in yeah. a week and a half. So we're about to hit that. They're like, we don't even know the second half of some people's seasons yet. So it's like, if you're the Lakers, it's like, well, let's look to see what our schedule looks like first. Because if there's some days where we can load, manage, quote unquote, LeBron and AD and take the L or yeah. get those young guys some some more run, why would we not do that if it means it's going to help us in the playoffs? So I think with like Rob Palenka and the brain trust of the LA Laker front office, mm-hmm. there's going to be have to be like a lot of things have to happen. Well, there's still. definitely the second AD. Went down with his injury. You already know Rob Palinka and LeBron were like, "What should we do? Like, right? Who do, you, who do you want us to go for? Exactly. Like, what moves were like? Quinn Cook had to get cut because his guaranteed contract was guaranteed by after tomorrow. Like, all right, you're done. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, and the worst part was he probably would have cut if, if AD didn't get hurt. Would he be cut? Probably not. No. Maybe not. Depending on this, but like, like remember I was saying before, like every game really matters because we don't know how long this season is going to go until they go. All right, uh, we're going to end it here. And we're going to either do a bubble with these many teams. You fight for your spot or that's it. Playoffs. We're on. Right. And you don't want to be on that. And, that you, and, and you don't know, like, how many teams are going to be trying for what. Like, if you look at the Lakers, you look at your competitors, it's like, okay, like, last year we saw where the Morris twins were, you know, leaving. It's like, oh, my God, like, the Lakers and Clippers got into this huge bidding war. Uh, and ultimately – uh, Marcus went mm-hmm. to the Clippers, yeah, and Markeith went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is, who like you have to think about what are your opponents going to do. So it's Utah; they probably don't make any upgrades because nah, they're looking good right now. Denver, you're just hoping Michael Porter Jr. comes out better. Uh, Houston, like, are, I'm not going to say tanking, but like, where they're, they're tanking. where are they going right now? Like you have like the Warriors; they're about to get James Wiseman back. And they're about to get Kevon Looney back. How did he do tonight? So you have to you have to look at the people that you're going against and say because I look at someone like Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Why would Boogie Cousins not just go to the Nets? That's what. That's exactly. Has experience with Kevin Durant. Why would like Why would he not go there? It's a championship team. Mm-hmm. He's not really playing like all that crazy. Like why would he not just go there? And even if he doesn't start with. Uh, with DeAndre Jordan starting, mm-hmm. why would he just come off the bench? Like, okay, you no, need a big man like, to come off the bench. Like, I'll come oh, off the bench. Said, I think it was there, Boston, Miami, for Cousins. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean Miami, like they're like. Oh, damn. so in a side note, Wiseman came back tonight, fourteen points in sixteen minutes. <laughs> like, there you go. So, are the Warriors going to make a trade? Because, like, you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they can get rid of Wiggins, that's probably the guy they go to. Yeah. But I don't see how Boogie would help them immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Warriors, like. Are they going to be in that one through eight, or are they going to be in that you know nine, no, like that like, nine, ten, eleven to if, fight for if a spot? Lakers keep fucking dropping these damn games, like because we can't. Like, no team can afford to lose games because every team is literally one outbreak away from losing a whole fucking week. Exactly. Exactly. And, like imagine like it hasn't happened yet where like a whole team has got it, like maybe three players, but imagine like a whole starting line of like, oh no, y'all ain't playing. So that exactly. Means, for a whole week, no games are being played, and they're gonna, they're talking about rescheduling. They're not gonna reschedule these fucking games. They can't. No contact it's, tracing and all that, and like trying to reschedule. You can't reschedule all this stuff because it's just at this point, it's too compact in the season. You have fucking players, teams playing back to back nights and then fucking flying somewhere else. Like, there's no way to play back to back. And games. not only that, but we like I alluded to the All Star game is coming up. We still don't know what the results are going to be like after after it's it's already set in stone. The NBA PA agreed to it. The league agreed to it. It's going to be in Atlanta. There's not going to be any NBA sponsored parties, which means the NBA won't uh, have their name on anything. But I'm so getting fucking wings. Yeah, <laughs> lemon pepper loose. Someone's going to throw a party out there. Uh, you just don't know who it's going to be. Or does does the NBA try to tell them like behind closed door like Listen, we know y'all going to go out. But can y'all please keep it off social media? Oh, that's no. It's not even Isn't them. that part of the contract? It's not even them. Like think about it. like when Lemon Pepper Lou had that incident. He didn't put that on social media. Jack Harlow put that on social media. <laughs> that shit is the funniest. That shit wasn't him. That's one of the funniest things. Like we'll ever get. Like remember Corey? Remember the bubble? This nigga Lou got fucking <laughs> Lou. It went to a strip club <laughs> during a, a quarantine. Dude, it's it's crazy. But I do want to run over some names real quick yeah. before we get to. Uh, 
to our next topics. The NBA All-Star uh, reserves were announced today. I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, the list is, is, is way too long to name, but the biggest thing that people are upset about is Devin Booker was not named an All-Star reserve, an All-Star starter. So people say he'll probably get into the game. Uh, since Anthony Davis is hurt, mm-hmm. but we have to see because um, how much are you really doing? Like it's you're technically not playing a game. Like it's just a dunk contest and the three point contest as well, like as far as we've been told. Uh, but some other some notable subs, uh, sub snub, excuse me, Demar Derozan from San Antonio, He's- Mike Mike Conley Jr. who has still never made an All Star game and still doesn't have a technical foul. Are those two things correlated? What? Uh, yeah, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Brendan Ingram. Trey Young, Bam Adebayo, uh, and Chris Middleton uh, are some of the some of the big names on here. So uh, that didn't oh, Demontis Sabonis. That was another big one. So that's a real simple reason why there's only so many fucking spots. Like Lillard wasn't getting in for years. It wasn't that he sucked. It was like who's above him? Oh, Steph Curry. All right, Westbrook. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. LeBron. Oh, all right. Like it wasn't like he wasn't getting beat out by some random players. Like he was just getting voted out and. Like I mean, you had Chris Paul in the Western Conference, too. It's like, <laughs> like, the, like a commercial said, like, the All-Star Games is a fucking a popularity contest. And I'm not saying Lillard's not popular, but, like, if you're coming from, like, an L.A. city, you're worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Right, the world knows your name. I think it's also crazy because how much does winning play into a factor? Like, Devin Booker's team, mm-hmm. with the addition of Chris Paul, yeah. Devin Booker's team is winning in the West. Washington, yeah, they're on a winning streak right now, mm-hmm. but they have one of the worst records in the league. Yeah. Bradley Beal is the leading scorer mm-hmm. of the NBA, but do you reward winning? And that's a big question that, again, to me, I think it's, it's all— It's like the MVP question. That's true, and I think all these are kind of null and void when you even think about it because, like, you and me are both on the side, same side of the fence where it's like, y'all shouldn't be playing a game. Yes, but as good. we talked about last topic with Fernando Tatis, it might have some incentive in it. Like it might yeah. like Devin Booker might have something in his contract that like hey you get five hundred thousand you get seven hundred fifty thousand you get a million if you make the All Star game and since he missed that uh, who knows how many of these guys missed out on some some lucrative money or anything like mm-hmm. that but uh, the All Star game which is happening and the dunk contest and three point contest we just have to wait and see uh, we'll probably talk about that uh, later on down the road as we get closer but stupid. all we know is Atlanta gonna be lit <laughs> I'm not Atlanta, Atlanta, no, no you're not uh, <laughs> but before before we go uh, I do want to get to we're gonna end the show on a positive note but before we get to that positive note I want to do some scumbags Victor Ooh. I want to talk about some scumbags man like we haven't been on this, this show in a minute so this one Scumbag number one. I know you've been you've been punched a lot. You've been beat a lot, but it just feels so good to say, Ted Cruz. Oh, you my. are a scumbag, bro. Like, is there a word lower than scum? We'll call I mean, it Ted Cruz. The, we'll call it Ted Cruz. You Ted Cruz. You're Ted Cruz for a bruise. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like, it's like what better way to say I don't give a fuck about you than says it than like leave it to Cancun. They're no, the worst fucking winter storm of a generation. It leaving your home state, a state that is having people die because they don't have any heat. People, and people then, are dying because they're barbecue pits for heat. Now. That's true. The, all those who, who have passed away, unfortunately. Then your elected representative, your senator, mm-hmm. your mister, the election was stolen. Insurrection. Oh, I'm not going to. Obama bo- does too much shit besides fucking. Exactly. That man then goes to Cancun, stays at the Ritz Carlton with his wife, Heidi, who is a. Well, Trump says ugly as fuck. Well, also, she is a former executive of Goldman Sachs, but that's a whole separate issue. But then after all that, you compile all that, Victor. You think these are two adults who made this decision together. But let's blame it on our teenage kids. Yep. Let's blame it on our teenage kids. And he said. He said, "No, no, no! I was just dropping them off. Like, no, nigga, I went to Cancun to drop them off. Like, nigga, they, that's not down the street, bro. <laughs> that's from Texas. It's still like a four-hour flight, <laughs> bro. He went to the airport with two bags, two carry-ons. Had to now change he his is flight. now. My biggest thing is he is overweight, so he probably like them shirts do bundle up. It's a lot of extra material. Too, you know, I saw that gut when he was Wore walking that back. Stupid ass Texas flag. And then he co- first of all, he comes back with police escorts. Well, he had to. Come on now. First of all, okay, listen." All right, the police escort as a senator, yeah, you should fucking have that. Regardless of person, he he didn't have one when he was going he to Cancun. He thought he was fucking slick. It's like you fucking idiot, and it's just like, bro. And also, nigga, why are you not flying private? <laughs> like, you go, that was the worst part. Was about you gonna use 
I guess our tax money because that's what pays the salary to buy a fucking ticket out of the fucking country to go over a wall where y'all talking about fucking leave people out exactly and exactly it's the biggest bullshit and he's like and then they fuck it's like bro like you can't lie about the, the flight records because it's, it's you can't and they straight said nah his flight was coming home on Saturday he just changed it like this is this is just so annoying to me. And the big thing is he comes back, he does this photo op where he's lifting the lightest the he's he's lifting the lightest case of water I've ever seen in my life, struggling with only two cars in the parking lot, which you know were staffers. Which you know he was like, Hey, you need to come here. But then scumbag even more, he left his dog at home. He left the dog at home. His dog's name is Snowflake, and they left the dog at home. And then the New York Times got some group chats that they invited friends to say, like, our house is freezing. We're going to Cancun. We're going to the Ritz-Carlton. We've stayed there before. It's cheap because I think it's 3.04 at night. You guys should come with us. That is not leadership. That is the ultimate disrespect, ultimate middle it's finger just, to your fellow Texans. And, and dumbest, your fellow just U.S. The citizens. The dumbest thing. So, like, this is, like, the dumb part. Like, okay, you had no power. I can justify that leave, leave, leaving the, leaving your home. That's one thing. But if he was like, imagine he was like, okay, I'm sitting. He was like, yo, I'm in the airport. I'm taking my kids to California where it's warm and safe for them. I'll be right back tomorrow. I don't think I would have cared. But I would have cared. Stay out of California. Like I would okay, that. I get you on that one. But like I can I can understand getting your family out of an area if you have the means to do it. But like Cancun and also my nigga, you a senator, bro. Like you could you could pay for someone to take them for you, and are you what the fuck your is wife, wife doing? Your wife was going with you, bro. Like, like what are you talking about? Why you gotta go with them? Like and it also is like that is the biggest bullshit. Like that's like the hypocrisy of the politicians, and that's why like people don't understand. Like I go hard at I go hard at both Democrats and Republicans for that exact fucking reason. And then the crazy thing to me too is like he came out and said, "Well, what would you do if you were in the house?" With your teenage kids who couldn't do anything, <laughs> but it's like Ted, 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 Ted. Millions of parents are going through this right now. They're trapped inside their house. They can't go anywhere. They want a break. There's people with pipes bursting, and they want every. They will get their shit fixed for months, probably. Exactly. And yo ass is going to the Ritz Carlton. In, in a different country, a country where you're telling, don't let these people come over our border, but we're going to go there. You saw that, what the Miami Herald said about him? No. They said he's the worst Cuban in, in the U.S. politician. Isn't he from Canada? Can we, like, isn't he from there? Like, can we get a DNA test? Is how a certificate? Think, bruh. Bruh. How and come? It, like, this motherfucker. Oh, my. I can't. Like, it's just. And then him and AOC. Like, AOC. AOC, AOC my girl. My girl. Son the Fuck out of I'm telling you, I'm raised rolling my girl in 24, AOC. In 24 hours, $1 million. She's not even from the fucking state. She flew down there was like, what can we do? And helped out. So, I think, so AOC, AOC is the new wave. Like, that's what she is. She's the new wave of Progressive. Progressive as That's fun. what Democrats need to learn from. Tired of all this I, old stuff. Honestly, and I I'll say that. It's funny because I think one day she is going to run for president. Like, I'm talking about like 20 years ago. And I don't think it's going to take that long. No, 35 minimum. She's not that age. She's 32. She got way elite. Well, she's not next, 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 she's not, next election she's not cycle. The next fucking cycle. Stop, stop that. Stop that. Oh, how do but, you know that? Let's, let's, you and her camp. Next top. Next time we'll talk about that. <laughs> but I do think everybody's remember that now. Like her, it's, it's, it makes no. It's funny how Ted Cruz and his establishment always look down upon like rappers and shit like that. But the rappers are the first trade traded troops out there. Remember when the, the hurricane came through? He was saving it on a boat. What, what hurricane? There's multiple hurricanes. The, the one that the last one, Maria. Hurricane Harvey or Maria. I think it was. So like yeah. when that when it flood faces, this nigga, this rapper, was on a boat going to houses and picking people up himself. And it's like, why does it take? Why is it always that free citizens are doing the most shit when our elected officials who were elected for these exact fucking moments are seen going to Cancun? They're they're lazy. I saw today. Um, not to get too deep into politics, yeah. as I've been saying, uh, Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas wants to raise the minimum wage in Arkansas to ten dollars. The minimum wage in Arkansas at this moment is twelve dollars. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait. This man wants to raise the minimum wage in his home state of Arkansas to ten dollars. Okay. The minimum wage in Arkansas is twelve dollars an hour. He wants to raise it down. Yeah, he's an idiot. He didn't know where it was. 
He's an idiot. Elected official idiot. He I can't put him as a scumbag. That's just idiot. He's just dumb. Nah, that's just that's, that's just like, dumb. Like, that look you like, are a moron, you, sir. Like, I, it's like we have to have like a bare minimum of what we should like to do. He is a moron. But here I want to, real quick before we before we get out of here, I do want to get to scumbag number two. Oh, okay. It's 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 a double dose of scumbag here. It's a Taco Tuesday. It's dose. Uh, okay, so we got this UCLA runner. He was a track and field and cross country runner. Chris Whelan, I don't care if I'm saying that name right. Whelan uh, a bitch. <laughs> uh, on Monday evening, he was dismissed after an alleged video and text message exchange surfaced on Instagram of him using racist and sexist language. Uh, head coach Avery Anderson announced in a statement from the team's Twitter account Monday. Uh, now, they had previously suspended him, so I'm assuming they suspended him and brought him back, and then now they officially dismissed him. Legally Ex- exactly. Now, the article I'm reading does not give the words he's saying, but I think I it's saying nigger or shit like that. Yeah, so I just I want to make sure I get this right because this is a life lesson for all of our um, Caucasian friends who may or may not be listening. At the internet uh, will fucking find out. Um, it, it's not even about that. It's there's there's a bigger lesson here that I want to get to after I find it, it, they're they're saying it's it's racist and um it's racist and uh, sexist. Oh, so okay. he says. Uh, you really cuffed a, this is all quotes now, you really cuffed a fucking bum-ass nigger, hard R, with nothing going for him, ever. A broke-ass, stupid-ass nigger. You have no standard, so who cares, slut. Now, Mm. here's what I want to say to all of my white women who may be listening. (laughs) If you have a white man that you are either currently dating Mm -hmm. or have formerly dated, Mm -hmm. if you ever want to upset him, just say you're dating black guys. That's all I gotta do. Just I thought you were gonna say, I think you'll plug yourself right now. No, 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 no. Just, just say that you're dating a black man, yeah. and watch how quickly that white man turns on you. Hey, that's so, that's so funny. I bet if I ever saw that nigga, I'd be like, yo, your mom's first band was a fucking black. I mean, I, w- I don't know if I would tell no, that. I, I just, was, I would say it, Chris, <laughs> Chrissy. Yo, when I see you, nigga, I'm Chrissy, gonna, you better keep running, nigga. He My probably, biggest, he probably slow as fuck anyways. I mean, it's cross country, so he goes long distance. He's real skinny. He he playing fast. Now she probably um, football player, f- football player, basketball player. I don't know what she's doing, but I don't want to expose her because I don't know her name. But mm-hmm. to all you white women out there who may be listening to this, mm-hmm. you want to upset your white partner, white male partner? Just tell me, damn black dudes, and watch how quickly he gets really uncomfortable and, and sensitive. Like, why, why would you get so mad, bro? Like, yeah, exactly. Who who knows? They they get they get mad for no yeah. reason. But we don't want to end our show on oh, I got these. One more thing. Oh, you go oh, scumbag. No, not a scumbag. I think it's funny as fuck. So nobody's ever sent a certain text message. Before. Oh, that's right. So it's for football related people. So the Bengals, the last time they won a playoff game was January 6, nineteen ninety one. I was two. I was I was a year, not even two years old yet. The first text message ever sent was December third, nineteen ninety two. So you have never ever seen someone text after the Cincinnati Bengals have won a playoff game. game. That is such a funny thing to think about. And I really wish I had a Bengals friend just to tell him that like, hey yo, bro, I'm gonna send you a text. Oh, you can't send the text back though. Like that's so <laughs> fucking funny. Someone died about like people sat there like, hey, because how did they come up like for some reason? I thought they only won a game. Huh. Nah, like, those two those two don't match. Nah. We can do a Venn diagram and uh, they went overlap. That's two so just co- two completely separate circles. Um, so it's crazy funny. when you even think about that because 1992, the bigger thing is how many t- franchises have won playoff games in that span. Like, cause I know a big one was Buffalo. Like, Buffalo hadn't oh, yeah. won one since like the mid 90s. Yeah. It was. It was like 94 or something, mm-hmm. and they finally got one when they beat the Colts this year. But yeah. you think, like, oh, my God, it takes a special kind of terrible team yeah. not to – I think even the Browns might have it, won a playoff it, game. And it alludes to the thing where, where Kevin was talking about last episode how some GMs go for the win and some GMs just there for some money. Right. And you can argue the Bengals – they kept Marvin Lewis for way too fucking long. That's true. That's and true. You can argue like I'm not mad at that. That was Black History. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't say he didn't deserve a job. I said they kept it too long. Right, right. He was somewhere else. So, <laughs> you know, how long? Like 15 years, bro. Oh, he he was there for a minute. He clearly zero fucking wins. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, tomp on Marvin Lewis because I I kind of liked him. Him and OJ. I mean, and you how really you, you close your eyes, don't hear his name, you see his record. What are you gonna say then? I'm about to be like, all you needed was Carson Palmer not to get hit. 
in the knee and you probably go to the Super Bowl. Or you at least beat the Steelers that year and who knows if the Steelers win the Super Bowl that year. But I do want to end the note on a happy note. We were, we were on Twitter, Victor and I, and we saw this tweet about Jason Weaver. Now, for those of us in the black community, Jason Weaver, we've seen for most of our childhood. Um, heard te- of most of our childhood. Yeah, I heard of him. So Jason Weaver is an actor, musician. I'm sure he does some comedian. He does some other things. But someone said, you don't understand how underrated this man is. And you really don't. So for those of you who don't know, Jason Weaver portrayed a young Michael Jackson mm-hmm. uh, in the VH1 story, The Jacksons. He actually voiced a young symbol and, and sang Sang Young Simba nice and nice contract, which we'll get to uh, for Disney's the original Lion King, the animated one. For me, and I think for most people, will remember him as Marcus, the um, older brother or the middle child and smart guy. He's a smart guy. <laughs> uh, he was also in, <laughs> he was also in Drumline and ATL. And someone's like, you should give this man his flowers. And it's like we talked about we started the show with Tiger Woods and how uh, things can change in an instant. And this man, yeah, like Jason Weaver. I don't know him personally. I highly doubt he's listening to this, but just you know, he is. He's a really main fixture into our uh, age group of the black community and just want to give him a big shout out big salute also he has a song with Cheney one call away oh my gosh but no I I think his his contract with Disney was they offered him him up front like here's this much money or you take the points on the back end or you take a percentage of how well the film does okay I don't like the interview how he's like I took the back end First off, nigga, how old were you when this happened? I mean, because, your mom, your dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't, wasn't what I thought about it, but I'm really doubting that. <laughs> I really I really doubt this kid was like, okay, it was probably because first off, his mom had to sign it anyways with him. Our legal guardian was probably like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to back him because someone was in their ear and said, do the back end. Well, well, my biggest thing is, and I hope that one day we are in this position, if Disney ever offers you anything, you take the back end. You take the points. You take no, the you merchandise. Take a, you take a partnership with them and a licensing deal. Okay, that's see. That's why you gonna negotiate the first half of the contract. <laughs> I'll negotiate the back half of the contract. We'll we'll do this together. Yeah. The the Kevin's they can figure it out for themselves. Here, so fuck them. Yeah, it's equally responsible. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for tonight's show, Victor. Where can they find you in the show on our social media platforms? All right, so you can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Please send all your questions there. We can answer anything you can think of, hopefully, for the show. Or you can always find me or my pictures of all the protests I'm going to be doing soon. Uh, V-I-C uh, underscore G-W four O's and three D's. That's on Instagram and Twitter because I'm cool like that. <laughs> you can find me at Curtis Sheehan on Twitter. Or you can find me on Instagram at at ChillKurt underscore 89. Chill under, yeah, ChillKurt 89. Yeah, you can find me on there. Trust Someone me. has your actual uh, handle on both of them? Yeah, they both do because, you know, I'm just that cool. Cross promotion, cross pollination. But we will see you guys uh, on the next The Equally Responsible Opinion Show. In the meantime, Victor, which they do. Keep wearing a fucking mask.